When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to The Overnight Crowd. Moments away from speaking with Garth Civil, who has just completed yet another Avon descent. So we'll find out more details details from Garth when we jump on the line with him. But quickly, I'll just update where we're at with our winner and margin in the AFL. So Friday night's game, it is Brisbane taking on Melbourne at the Gabba. And from Scott, Gabba, Brisbane by six in a thriller. Carlton in a thriller and know the Bombers to be thrashed by Tigers. Yep, Jen, AFLW, at least the Bombers women's team will have a win and 30,000 to pack in at Marvel. Well done, Scott. So Scott's in there. The others to come through. Let's do Brisbane. Tracy says eight. Big fella, 16. Paul, the serene machine, 15. Scott, six. And Mark, 11. For Melbourne so far, Grant, 31. Hillary, 25. Michael, 24. Hugh, 11. Andrew in Springvale, 36. And lastly, James from Mernda has got the D's by seven. So that's where we're sitting at so far in our AFL winner and margin. But now it is time to bring through our first guest here on the Overnight Crowd. Joining us for the first time and joining the Overnight Crowd community, Garth Civil, an absolute legend when it comes to the Avon descent. Garth, welcome to the show and how are you? Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you, Jen. Um, thanks for the introduction. Oh, my absolute pleasure. Now, the Avon Descent, I call it an, an iconic Australian event, but it's definitely an iconic Western Australian event. Um, for, for those out there that might not be familiar with it, your best to sum it up over me. Give us a description of the Avon Descent. Um, it, it's probably one of the biggest community events we have over here. It um, starts in a little town about oh, 100 kilometres east of Perth, and you paddle by the time you wind your way down the river, 124 kilometres all the way down through um, some of the most gorgeous, serene sort of natural park area that we have, as well as through a couple of little townships down back into Perth. Um, and it takes, you know, it's done over two days and it takes around, I think my best time has been around eight hours and my longest has been about 16. So it can vary depending on how much water we have. I, there was going to be one of my questions, actually, water levels. So I was I was looking you up and I saw that this year should be the, the year that you finished your 20th on the weekend just gone. And I know that you did um you did it under triples this time, which I'll, I'll get to the difference and talk to you about your singles, doubles and, and triples. Um, obviously, our connection is based on um, one of your teammates from this weekend. I used to work with Andy Hartcliffe, so he, he, <laughs> he dobbed you in as someone to, to speak to. But the water levels is something that I remember when I worked with Andy we'd be following the weather with him um, in the lead up and a lot of time then it was dry um, 
I think it was quite different on the weekend. Uh, yeah, yeah. This weekend was um, fantastic levels. It's, it's probably what you'd call the almost ideal conditions. Um, yeah, and, and you're right about what it's like for people doing the Avon descent. You know, it, it's about the weekend, but there is so much you do leading up to it. You, you, you've got so much support through the community of the Avon descent people where everyone's on, you know, there's there's social media posts about what the water level is going to be, how much rain they've had here, how much rain they've had there, what's the water level like in the river. And there's just, it's, it's part of the event is how much talk we have about what it's going to be like for the weekend. And everyone tries to predict it. No one ever gets it completely right. And, and when it comes down to the end, it doesn't really matter what the water level is like. The event is just so fantastic that people just keep coming back and doing it. Well, it must be for you to keep coming back and completing 20 years. In those 20 years, what's been the lowest level? Can you remember that and what that was like? Um, yeah, I think, and it probably doesn't mean a lot to a lot of people, but it was what we call point two, which means there's like 200 mils of water above the gauge level. Now, what that gauge level really means is, well, let's just say it was really shallow. There were lots of rocks and you hit a lot of rocks as you were going down. Um, and then from there, I think, was it last year or 2018, oh, it was my highest level, about two and a half metres. So it's about two and a half metres higher than that level, which is um, a tremendous difference. And it just, the river looks completely different at the different levels as well. You wouldn't recognise it. So when it's too low, there's obviously a lot more portage or port. How do you say it? Portage or portage? How, how do people actually? Uh, port, yeah, I'm not actually sure the official way. We always go portage though. Portage, bit bit more Aussie. Yeah, we say portage, yeah. um, which yeah. is involving obviously you get to a point where there's not enough water, so you have to carry your vessel until there is a point where there is. So that that must be very difficult physically. Aside from it's generally a very physical event, but then to have to carry your vessel over rocks and the like and clear barriers, yeah. how does that go? Well, you know, the hardest part is actually getting in and out of your boat all the time. Um, the boats themselves, you, they're built really robust, so you tend to drag them across most things, so you're not really carrying them very far. But it's just that constant getting up and down is probably the, uh, the biggest part about that. But it's not even that. It's like the impact that, like, when you're used to paddling, you're used to paddling in water where your paddle just goes into water. But when you're hitting the ground a lot, the jarring that goes through your shoulders and everything, it can um, play havoc on your bones. Um, and particularly when you get a bit older like myself, it gets worse. <laughs> That's I can I can appreciate that, no doubt. So, yeah, let's have a little bit of a focus on, on the difference. We're looking at unpowered craft um, in what your career has been. So on the weekend, you were the driver for the triple. So that means you're up front with two behind. Is that correct? That's correct. And I've got the steering for the triple up at my seat as well. So I'm the one who's given us the direction down the river. And how do you how did you write your, rate your lines? Oh, I actually thought it went pretty well this year. Um, last year, we um, tried to take the triple down and we bent it around a rock, which was a really disappointing finish. <laughs> um, but it's look, there's no bigger boat that does the Avon descent than what we're paddling. Um, it's nearly eight and a half metres long. Um, to put that in context, the um, kayaks that guys paddle are just over five metres long. So there's a, there's a huge difference and there's lots of really windy bits you've got to try and get things through. And if you don't get your lines exactly right, you tend to be, end up in trouble. Um, and it's, I'm glad you mentioned the difference to the fact that there's um, paddle and power craft. That's probably one of the biggest things about this race. That you don't find any other race in the world, let alone Australia, where you're racing in the same bit of river as guys with boats with motors on as well. What's that like, having something like that buzzing up behind you and past you? 
well, you know, if everything goes to plan, we don't see them. <laughs> True, um, they should be in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, on the first day, they all start in front of us. And, and, put it, and again, to put it in context, like on the weekend, they did the first day in about half an hour. We had a very good run and we did it in three and a half hours. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's a very, very different experience. Um, they provide the thrills and spills for the spectators while everyone can appreciate the effort and everything we have to put in to get down. Uh, Michael on the text line's got a question for you, Garth. He's asking, yeah. is there um, a, a max amount of competitors allowed in the event? No, I've never actually heard them putting a cap on the event. Um, you know, over the years, there's been varying numbers, like on the weekend, I think it was about 300 and something competitors. Um, I've done it before when it's been over a 1,000. So it, it can vary on sort of the interest at the time. And, you know, it's it's even more fantastic with more people. It, like... Like I was saying, it's not only the communities you paddle through as you go down the river and been through some of the nice country communities up in there, but there's a huge paddling community around the event and your support, your families. Everyone's families get involved. I mean, our families on the weekend, there's three of us in the boat with all our families down there, the cheering squad and everything you get. And everyone's got the same sort of thing all the way down the river. So it's just such a great event for that sort of really good feel of um, being part of something big. And I assume you need a bit of a... Um, a support crew yourselves. It's a multi-day event. There's all sorts of strategy. Yep. You're mentioning how long it takes each day. There must be a strategy to do with food and rest stops and, and even points in the river that you can actually do that. Yeah, and, and over the years, like people develop their own strategies and everyone's usually got some sort of um, great secret plan, which I think is the best way of doing it. Um, this year, we had one stop on both days, um, which worked fine for us. Um, and yes, your, your support. So I had my partner and my um, my son help me on the first day, um, give me a banana and a bit of bread as my secret recipe for um, keeping me going. Other people have different things they like, um, from energy bars to sandwiches to, oh, I don't know, um, rice with honey. I've heard of all sorts of things that people use to give themselves energy because, yeah, you're right, trying to maintain that energy level for such a long time is very hard. And the, the other thing to consider is like I did it in three and a half hours, which wasn't the fastest, by the way, but there are people who are taking two, three times that length of time to do the rent, do the race. Um, so obviously their energy requirements are much greater. Yeah, I get that. I get that. And I, it, it's something that I've seen in the past, being that I live here in Perth, and I guess with my friendship with Andy, seeing um, a real community to help with beginners getting involved in the sport and, and training programs leading up to it and support to get through the race. Obviously, usually the, the slower competitors when it's it's the beginning for you. Are they still sort of running those really great community lead-up events? Oh, definitely. Um, they, ha- they have what they call um, seeding events. Um, races leading up to the um, Avon descent where they have these different events where you can go along and if you do well enough you get a better grid because obviously they can't start all those paddlers off at the one time because it's a pretty narrow river um, but in those events like people get a lot of feedback from each other and, and as again I've said it before the, the paddling community is no one's um, afraid to share their secrets on how to get down and how to get prepared and everything you need it's, it's really really good and really supportive of each other I like it. Now, a little bit of an idea from yourself, I suppose. Let's first question, how did you get into paddling yourself? Oh, it's... Um, Can you remember? You know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's it, you know, I'm in my 50s now and I've been paddling, paddling for over 30 years, definitely over 30 years. I, I started as a swimmer way back in my day and 
then as I got older, I started to like being on top of the water rather than under the water. And I um, have paddled outrigger canoes, stand-up paddle boards. I still do a fair bit of um, ocean racing on the surf skis out there. I also did surf club. It's just one of those things where, for me, it's just, I don't know, the water's always been a part of my, my almost, like feel like it's in my blood. And it's it's probably my... Um, so we're looking for my Zen place. It's the place that really mellows me out. It gives me focus. It keeps me going. It leaves me cleans my soul when I'm out there doing things. It's just yeah, it's a great great place to be. Oh, that's fantastic. Uh, before I get on to some little rapid fire questions to finish, I'd love to know a bit more about your ambassador role that you have with Act Belong Commit as well through this event. Yeah, well it, that started back oh, quite a few years now. Um, I think it was. 20, 2010, I think it actually I started um, working with them. I, um, you know, again, like I said, I've been paddling for so many years. Before that, I was swimming, and I saw the Act Belong Commit message, and it just resonated so much with me. I am um, at the time, and I still am in the Department of Fire and Emergency Services over here in WA, but um, I had a group of fires which we were doing the event together. And we said, well, let's support something worthwhile. And for us, it just made a lot of sense. You know, we're, we're, we're active in the community. We're active with what we're doing. We have active lifestyles. We like doing it together, belonging to the group, belonging to that community, it's like I was talking about before. And then the commitment you need to do something like this, you know, to stay focused and not not only to stay focused for the event, but stay focused for the lead up, the preparation. There, there is months of training that goes into getting ready to go and do an event like the Avon Descent. So, I mean, yeah, if anyone would like to know more information about Act Belong Commit, head to actbelongcommit.org.au. So it's an element that promotes positive mental health. So really important message to get around and a a great role for you to have as an ambassador Um, and great to speak to you in regards to it as well. It must be something you do hold quite dear to be able to to speak with people about it and and open that area. Oh, oh, definitely. It's um, something I'm very proud to be a part of and... Like I said, it's an ethos, ethos I've lived my life yeah. for for as long as I can remember. And once they, they sort of spelt it out in that message, it just made so much sense to me. And now I just try and share that around to as many people as possible. I love it. Well, to finish off, we've been speaking with Garth Civil, who's an absolute legend when it comes to the Avon Descent, uh, an event obviously iconic to Western Australia, but I think iconic to Australia full stop. Now, a few don't think too hard on these and just hit me with what yeah. comes out. Okay, so... Yeah. Your, your fave part of the Avon Descent course? Uh, my favourite part is definitely the finish line. <laughs> and actually, leading on from that, you guys did a little bit a little bit silly buggers on the way home this, this time I saw as well. Uh, yes, well, me and um, Andy, who you've mentioned there, we um, have been paddling together for quite a few years now and I've always paddled in front of him. So this year to finish the Avon Descent, I turned around and we paddled across the finish line backwards so that he could finish in front of me this time. <laughs> There you go. So he's got slightly, slightly faster time than you. No. Um, all right. Second part. Most gnarly section of the descent. Oh, the, the the most gnarly sections are as a rapid we call Moondine Rapid, um, and to me it's really gnarly because over the last few years I've broken two boats there, um, and to get through it this year was just such a great relief because that's where we came apart last year. Ah, oh, that was where the the bend around the rock went. Okay, you've you're yep. in a triple the last couple of years. Is there a bit of sledging amongst the three of you on the way down the Avon? Oh, definitely not. We're, we're absolutely nice to each other all the way. Um, <laughs> no, definitely. It's um, it's part of the camaraderie about it is, yeah, we give each other a little bit of a sledge. Um, it keeps us motivated. We were 
certainly entertained a lot of people as we came past because we'd um, be picking on each other and um, they were getting lots of laughs out of us. I'm imagining you being at the front very much yelling back to the others, being like, are you even doing any work, that sort of area? And then the same from them, giving you a bit of stick on the lines you pick. Exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, last one for you. Are you going to go around again in 2023? Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, Look, there was one one guy up there paddling who's an absolute legend over here. Um, he was 70 this year and he did the Avon Descent and I can't see myself finishing before that age group either. So, Oh, that's brilliant, Garth. Well, thank you so much for joining the overnight crowd and giving us a great rundown on the Avon Descent and I can hear the joy it brings you. So um, many, many happy events for you in the future. Thank you very much, Jen. Garth Civil joining us, a, a legend of the sport over here in WA. Uh, act belong commit. .org.au and for anything Avon Descent wise, avondescent.com.au. Thank you for your time so far here on the Overnight Crowd. Time to open up the open line, 1300 736 736. Let's get those calls in and keep getting your tips in for the AFL Brisbane versus Melbourne this Friday night. I'll be back with you in just a moment. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.